What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis. We're here courtesy of Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? <laughs> you know, not all the games went too well for us in the uh, in the NFL world. Um, some hurt a little bit more than others, but overall, overall, Adam, how was your uh, your weekend of uh, of divisional round playoffs? Uh, I was okay. I mean, I didn't really do too well on the player props. I did a couple parlays. I think from a fantasy perspective, there was a lot of disappointments this weekend. You know, there wasn't great fantasy production in most of these games. Uh, as far as picking the games, pretty much, um, actually, no, it was on the lines. Uh, I think we agreed on all the lines. So we were two and two on picking the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were, we were, wait, wait, no, I think we were. Two were and we two, we had the, we had the Packers, we had the Bills. We had the Packers, we had the, we had the Bills, we had the Chiefs. And the Saints. And the Saints, yeah, yeah. Did we did go. Did we? Did yeah, we, we did. I look. This is what I no on the. I had the under on Browns Chiefs. Oh, oh, good call on that one, man. Yeah, we of course we almost everyone had the under on Rams Packers, and it tied for the highest scoring game of the weekend, um, as usual. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I had said like I I thought the Bucks Saints was the hardest game to call, and I thought the Bucks could win. But as usual, the Saints fucked up again in a playoff game, man. I mean, come on. Like, they've had such a good team. You know, they've been, they've won one, they've been in one NFC championship game since Breeze won a Super Bowl. They've had all these good seasons every single year 13 wins, 12 wins, and again, a 12 win season and come away with nothing. And they beat, and, and the mistakes. I mean, Breeze with three picks, Cook with the fumble. If I would have told you before the game, all right. Here, here's what's going to happen for the Bucks, right? Uh, the receivers uh, named Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, they're going to combine for six receptions and 66 yards and one touchdown. Would you have said the Bucks would win that game against the Saints? No, definitely right? not. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, the Saints just handed it over, man. And you cannot. I mean, it sounds basic, but in the playoffs, man, you can't do it. I don't care where you play, who you're playing against. You lose that turnover battle, you are screwed, especially against Tom Brady. So once again, Saints played terrible. Uh, you know, Drew Brees wasn't good. You hate to see it, you know, especially since it could be his last game. Oh, uh, is is his last game? He's done. You think so for sure? Yeah, he said he's 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 finished. He's got a broadcast boot spot waiting for him. Uh, for well, he didn't season. say it. No, he hasn't announced it yet. But he's, right. he's everybody, I mean, every, all the insiders. Said, I mean, let's let's face it, dude. Come on, dude! Looked terrible out there on the field. Arm looks gassed. He just—he looks—he looks weak. He does not look like like uh, the the Drew Brees that we know. Now, I mean, listen. Obviously, skill sets diminish over time. Sure, I get that, and nothing lasts forever un- unless apparently you're Tom Brady and you've made that deal with the devil, and that's yeah. you know why you're ageless right now. But I mean, you you can't look at that game. And and not look at Breeze and just be like, he's he's done. Like he's done. Like when 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 I start me of all people, when I start thinking, wow, maybe maybe Sean Payton wasn't such an ass about using Taysom Hill all that time. Maybe he just knew that Breeze is just he's gassed. He's done. He's missed two. You know, he's missed uh, he's missed games with injuries now in the last two seasons. 
you know, who's the one that's throwing the the, the big deep pass? It's freaking Jameis Winston. There is just, I, I mean, I just, I cannot see anything. I mean, you know, and it's, it's the assumption around, you know, the industry that, you know, this is it for Breeze and he's hanging it up because, yeah, dude. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll shit all over Jared Cook for being such a crap player. Um, and, and, you know, and all that, but as far as breeze goes, I mean, that was just, to me, that was the sign of, uh, it's, it's time to move on, head to the broadcast booth, man. Be the next Tony Romo. Yeah. Look, it's easy to defend when you know that the quarterback's not going to beat you vertically and you can get away with it in the regular season and win games. But when you're going against the better teams in the postseason, it's not going to get it done. And, you know, that's basically, basically what happened here. It's not like the Bucks were that impressive on offense. So again, their receivers really nothing. It was all Cameron Brate and Leonard Fournette. And Mike Evans once again got shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. He did come through with that three-yard touchdown. I know Antonio Brown got hurt. Gronk did nothing. I mean, this was, you know, just – and the Bucks didn't need to. You know, they, they got the defensive turnovers. They had short fields. Uh, you know, both Fournette and Jones were okay. Uh, but their defense was really good. Devin White was all over the place, man. Just a phenomenal game by him. And they got him back, and that was big. You know, it was a bad play by Cook Winfield with a nice punch out of the ball. Uh, their corners played well. So, you know, it was a, a good performance uh, by the defense for sure. And they didn't really need to do much on offense in this game. Uh, and a, another disappointing end for the Saints. Another disappointing end for the Saints, no, no doubt. No doubt. And I, you know, and I feel bad. I mean, I just, I do, I felt bad. You know, one of my, uh, you know, one, one of my good friends, uh, he's just been, you know, all down about the saints being out and, you know, listen, <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always really funny to listen to people come to jets fans to commiserate, right? Like Browns fans were coming to me all sad and, <laughs> and dejected and saints fans are coming to me all sad and dejected. And I'm like, what is this playoffs of which you speak? I don't really understand. Yeah, I look, it's weird. You know, I can relate as a Mets fan in baseball, um, but I understand the Saints fans because you're a great team every single year. And sure, they have one Super Bowl, yeah. but since then, they've only been in one NFC championship. That's hard to believe, bro. This is a team that wins 12, 13 games every year that's been a one, a two seed. They've been to one NFC championship game since Breeze won that Super Bowl, and they lost it, man. It's uh, It sucks, man, if you're well, a Saints fan. Did really you find sucks. it a little weird that this is the first NFC championship that the Packers were going to host? No, I knew that stat. You know what? It's funny. I heard that stat um, sometime this year. And my, you know what my immediate reaction was to that? What? what I, I don't know. If you won't guess it. I'll just say it. Mike McCarthy sucks. Mike McCarthy does suck. That was my immediate reaction. <laughs> like, how do you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you never hosted an NFC championship game? So, yeah, that was – I because I, I relayed that to my friend yesterday. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, bro. He's like, damn, I can't believe that. No one does. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's been around for a while. He's played in the Super Bowl. He's had good teams. He's it won the stunning. Super Bowl. Not, not just played the Super Bowl. He right, won the won Super Bowl. MVP. Right. Yeah, it's – it's stunning uh, when you think about it. And, of course, he does it now in his MVP year when he throws 48 touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, that that is definitely crazy. That's one of the craziest stats. And, look, the pack, I, dude, I, the Packers were impressive, man. Uh, they were not slowed down by the Rams at all. I know Aaron Donald was banked up, but that, they were not slowed down on offense. They did pretty much whatever they wanted. 
uh, in that game. Uh, Aaron Jones ran well. I still don't understand why they don't feed Aaron Jones. I don't I, look. If you want to tell me in the regular season, well, we have good backs. We like Jamal Williams. We want to preserve him. Fine. This is the playoffs, bro. What are we waiting for? I mean, Aaron Jones had that 60-yard run. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't get that, uh, you know, how many touches is he getting? 14 touches and Jamal Williams has 12 now. Williams had 5.4 yards to carry. But Jones is the better back, man. Like, and this is going to be a tough match. I know we'll get to the matchups later in the week, but, you know, it's tough to run on Tampa. But Aaron Jones has got to be used more, man. I just don't understand it. And, uh, you know, Lazard came through. Uh, you know, Adams didn't have a huge game, but excellent game for fantasy if you used him, nine for 66 and a touchdown. But, yeah, Packers were, were pretty impressive in this game offensively, man. I thought they, Yeah, I thought they were very impressive. And, you know, listen, I, I wondered about that also. I mean, we've heard a lot of stuff about the uh, the Packers ground game. Um, and one of the things that, you know, Matt LaFleur really focused on was talking about the fact that this is the first time now A.J. Dillon later on hurt his quad. Um, but this was like the first time that he felt good about having all three of his running backs nice and healthy. He said that that was, you know, that was a, a main focus. And it was something that he and Aaron Rodgers actually discussed was the fact that they wanted to run heavy with fresh legs regularly. Um, and soften up this defensive line. And obviously Aaron Donald being hurt, that obviously, you know, weakened him early on. But they said that once once they felt good about just softening up that offensive line, a defensive line, uh, then they could they could start doing some of the other things that they wanted to do. Um, and I, listen, I great fucking game plan, right? I mean, listen, the Rams run defense one of the best in the league, right? So what do you do? You run at them and see if you can uh, if you can best it because if you can beat their best defensive weapon, which being you know I mean obviously the defensive line versus Jalen Ramsey, uh, I mean look look what you got you you pounded the rock, you know you put up almost two hundred yards on the ground anyway between the three backs, uh, and then that that opens stuff up so you know Devonte Adams got a touchdown Alan Lazard got a touchdown you know sixty yards for Tunyon was. Uh, was was pretty decent. I I love the game plan for the uh, for the Packers coming in like that, um, and I feel like that's something that they can definitely do against the Bucks uh, coming up in this conference championship. I was I was I was applauding the effort here, and uh, you know yeah I I hate you, you know me Jamal for Williams that's what I call him. He hasn't been though this year. He's been good in the past. I went yeah. with you, but he's been good this year. And look, this was a one score game. You know, the Rams did keep it tight, and then uh, you know the big play to Lazard uh, for the 58-yard touchdown, you know, pretty much sealed it. But you know, Packers were really never in trouble in this game, you know, at all. I didn't think, even though the Rams did make it uh, one possession game at times, uh, it's just they could not stop the Green Bay offense, which uh, was a not a it was a little surprising for Green Bay to put up 32. I thought maybe they'd have more trouble. Again, I thought it was their biggest test this year, but you know yeah. what? Uh, they 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 passed the test uh, pretty easily. That they did. That they did. Um, you know, I got to tell you, on the losing side, there's a lot to like about the Rams coming up. I mean, you know, we'll have to see what happens with uh, all their coaching changes that they're going to end up dealing with. But you know, you got to be you got to be somewhat uh, pleased with Cam Akers. Eighteen carries, ninety yards. He found the end zone. 
Um, and even without Cooper Cup there, you know, the wide receivers actually stepped up fairly nicely. Van Jefferson, I love Van Jefferson, man. I was, uh, it was so funny too because somebody was asking me, a lot of people were asking me some DFS stuff uh, beforehand. And they were like, you know, oh, Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. I'm like, listen, it's a two game slate. Everybody's going to be on Josh Reynolds. Everybody thinks that Josh Reynolds is a sleeper. I said, go with Van Jefferson, guaranteed. Like that's that's going to differentiate you from the herd. I'm not saying that he's going to be the be all end all here, and it's going to be like the sleeper find of the of the of the year. But Josh Reynolds at 45 percent ownership versus Van Jefferson at six percent ownership. Uh, guess what? The Van Jefferson play, if it hits, you're the fucking genius, and you're ending up winning. And then six for 46 with a touchdown was the play of the day. I think that was the thing. They had there were good chalk pivots um, that if you know how to play short slates and you understand that when everybody else is on one guy, listen, you got to go with the other one. It's never you know you're you're never going to be right all the time. And you're going to, you know, you're going to be frustrated. And you're going to lose a bunch, but everybody does in GPPs. Like that's just, that's the nature of the beast. So, you know, I don't know how you did in, in DFS this weekend. Have you played in any DFS this weekend? But like Lazard, Jefferson, um, Darrell Williams, um, those guys, I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I whiffed on Traquan Smith, which is obviously a big whiff, but. And I almost had, you know, Rashard Higgins all excited about him until that uh, until that fumble into the end zone. But like that's, you know, good, good low end pivots from the chalk this week. Yeah. And you have to pay attention to the news and all those situations. You found out Cooper Cup was out on Saturday. So some people maybe didn't follow suit, didn't pay attention and didn't make those pivots. Same thing with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So that's why you got to pay attention to all that last-minute news and then make switches and adjust your lineup accordingly. Yeah, and, and another reason why I hate playing the uh, the two-day four-game slate, like I, I, just, I, I, I set one lineup for that, but I wasn't really happy with, you know, what my options were for Sunday if I wanted to kind of make any pivots. Uh, at all so you know it was kind of like that but like playing the two game slate you know with um you know saturday and just the uh you know i loaded up on uh on, on some packers and i loaded up on some bills uh and it wasn't bad of course you know lamar jackson sucked a big one but what are you gonna do yo dude by the way he runs with a concussion like he runs with mud butt i think that's just the way he runs like on uh when he goes back to the locker room yeah, probably. I know people started to make that joke again, but um, yeah, it was it was unfortunate that he left that game. Uh, look, I think we both spoke about. It. I, look, I thought look, the game could go either way, but I was very surprised at how many people were picking the Ravens to win this game. I I just couldn't believe it uh, because I thought that they were fortunate with their scheduled to finish the year as impressive as they were the Ravens have been a team that beats up on inferior competition they have still not shown the ability to beat good teams especially in the playoffs and which is why I could not pick them even though I felt like the Bills weren't very impressive against the Colts who could have lost I mean look at who the Ravens beat down the stretch man uh for this winning streak Dallas right the Browns and they gave up 42 points to them 
They beat Jacksonville. Great. They beat the Giants. Great. They beat the Bengals. Great. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then they beat Tennessee, who is a good team, but I thought Tennessee hurt themselves more with the play calling. They kept running Derrick Henry on first down. If you remember early in that game in the first quarter, they came out passing and they had success. And then they kept running with Derrick Henry on first down, running with Derrick Henry on first down, and they put themselves in a hole. Uh, so the Ravens offense, they still have problems, man, against better teams. And and the Bills defense played a lot better than I thought. But the book is out on how to defend them because they don't have any playmakers on offense. I love Hollywood Brown. He's not a number one. They need another wide receiver badly. I know Lamar Jackson still has his limitations, but you're not helping him with the weapons that you're putting around him. I mean, Willie Sneed, are you kidding me? Uh, Des Bryant, Miles Boykin, not going to get it done. You know, they need... And Allen Robinson type on this yeah. team. So um, we saw that they – and they also hurt themselves too. I mean, Tucker missing the field goals. Uh, Lamar with the back-breaking pick. Once he made that pick, you knew it was pretty much over. Uh, that was just an awful decision. That's on him. You know, he did not see uh, the zone. He didn't see the linebacker underneath. So uh, – but I think the overall theme here is that the Ravens, they, they, they can't win with this. No, I mean, they, they, they cannot. They definitely cannot. I mean, listen, we saw the impact of, uh, of, of adding a, a playmaking wide receiver to Buffalo's passing game, right? I mean, Stefan Diggs, like, that's, that's the funny thing is, like, you know, you, you'd be amazed of how quickly a quarterback's uh, completion percentage uh, improves when he's got a guy who's got a great wingspan, good hands can play the vertical game contests for, you know, for, for, for deep passes, like, like having a guy like Stefan Diggs did wonders for Josh Allen. Yeah. You wonder, uh, you know, what, what we would see as far as the numbers went for Lamar Jackson, if you put an Allen Robinson on the field with him. Well, they'd still have to change their philosophy. The difference is the bills are pass first. The Ravens, will not be that way if they continue like this. I mean, yeah, Robinson would come in, but like, you know, how many targets per game is he going to see? This is a team that still wants to run the football constantly. You just, you just don't want Allen Robinson on the Ravens next year because you're um, going to hate drafting him because you love him. No, nah, I don't I mean, I'd prefer him go to better spots. I mean, he would command most of the targets there, but it's just if they continue to stick with this, you know, run first offense – then, you know, it, it could hurt him a little bit, even though he should command most of the targets. But, you know, Andrews will still get some and Hollywood would still get some because now Hollywood is going to see a little less attention and a lot more one on one. So I, I, I wouldn't mind him going there, but I think there are definitely better spots. But they need that number one receiver or a big body receiver um, because it, this is not getting it done. With the weapons they have, it's 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 we're going to go through the same thing. Well, they'll get to the playoffs next year, face a good team, and then their offense gets shut down. That's uh, the, the the Ravens. It's going to be their uh, their their calling card, right? It's going to be great, great throughout the rest of the uh, the regular season. And then boom, and then they they make the early exit. I don't want to depress Ravens fans. I don't like I don't like rubbing the salt in the wounds on you Ravens fans. Um, so I will, uh, I'll pass on that before we get to, uh, more of the action that we saw on, uh, on this weekend here in the NFL, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor monkey knife fight. 
It's the DFS site you guys need to be playing on, especially if you love prop contests. So here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. What, what's uh, have we have we not even touched yet, Adam, on Cleveland, Kansas City? We have not. This one was crazy. Like I genuinely, for like a fleeting moment there, I was like, "Wow, Cleveland is going to win this game." And then, I don't know. Kansas City's defense stepped up. Uh, they just they they you know the the Browns just weren't able to you know move the ball like successfully after you know in the in the second half and uh i don't know man dude i got i got i gotta be honest with you so i'm i don't know what are you like are, are you fine with like gore like yeah. injuries like if you have know, like you were like oh this dude was in a in a motorcycle accident look at look at his leg it's like you know pointing in like 27 different directions are you okay with like you have a stomach for stuff like that yeah it doesn't bother me too much so i don't I don't. It's very funny. My older brother's a doctor. My younger sister's a doctor. Right? Me, I'm I'm the sports talk radio host um, who can't stomach the injuries. It's just I've always been that way. I've always been that way. It just grosses me out. When Patrick Mahomes was trying to stand up and then he got all jelly legged and he like dropped a little bit, I literally got nauseous. Really? From I, that? I, oh my I, god! I hate to see because, you see someone because, getting cut up or. Or bone sticking out the road. Oh, oh, that stuff. That did that Dak Prescott injury freak you out? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, as soon as I saw that his his foot was pointing towards three o'clock, and somebody one of the announcers was like, "Well, hopefully it's just a cramp." I know. I, I, was, I was like, like "Are you guys oh. kidding me? Did you are you looking at this or not?" I I immediately turned away. I knew exactly what it was, and I was like, "That's the grossest thing. I'm not gonna look at it." And that was it. And I and I just I don't do that. I don't I don't know what it is. Um, you know, if it's like in an emergency situation and my adrenaline is going, I'm fine. Like I am I am the guy who my group of friends always knows that they can rely on in any kind of an emergency situation. I'm just I, like that's how that's just how my brain works and that's how I think, you know, when it's like crunch time, I'm that guy. But I'm sorry, man. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I, I see him all jelly legged and I'm like, whoa, like, I don't know. It's like the empathy of like 
knowing what, what's going on in his head. Like, you know, because I've had concussions before. I've had my bell rung before where you're just like, you can't even stand. You can't even walk. And I just, I get that, like, empathy there. And it just, it, oh, oh, it makes me want to vomit. I can't do it. Yeah, look, I know what you were talking about when you're watching the game and you go, I think the Browns are going to win, especially after Patrick Mahomes goes out. But I got to say, I went to the live line and I couldn't pull the trigger on the Browns. It was like plus 135. And I was like, should I do it? And I was like, nah, I can't. I don't know why. Even though, like, we all felt the same thing. We all sat there and said, wow, the Browns have a chance, especially after Chad Henney threw that stupid play on first down, and he went deep and got intercepted in the end zone. I think we all felt, uh-oh. Yeah, that was the, where, where, what I was that throw? I have no idea. I have no idea what they were doing. It's first and 25, and you are you have the lead with a backup quarterback. You should not be calling that play, let alone the quarterback should not make the decision to throw it. So that was extremely odd, and it almost burnt them. But I will say this. When you have these teams with a miracle run, you need a break along the way. All these teams, even that have like a Super Bowl run, if you're not a favorite, you know, like if the Chiefs make it this year, it's like, okay, fine. They're the, we all consider them or most consider them the most talented team and they won last year. Okay, they don't really need a break. But these teams that make a magical run, like the Giants, remember the David Tyree play, you know, that was a Manningham catch along the sideline. When you're that type of team, you need some type of play or break to go your way. And the Browns fit that mold. And they got the break they needed. Patrick Mahomes left this game, man. And they didn't take advantage of it. They did not. And that was, you know, again, that was that was like the thing. You know, even the like even the announcers were saying it, talking about, you know, when the Browns had the ball uh, to open up the second half, right? And then they were just running the ball. It was just a very time-consuming drive. You know, the announcers were like, this is this is what the Browns need to do. This is how they do it. This is how they keep, you know, Patrick Mahomes off the field and blah, blah, blah. That when, you know, when when it was time to jump back onto offense after Mahomes left, like it was like they got like super like overly excited. They were like, all right, let's just keep passing right now. I can't remember. Did um did Bashad Breeland go out before or after Mahomes? I think it might have been before, but I'm not exactly sure. Because I just could not fathom why, you know, again, you know, you look at the uh, you, you look at the the, the usage of, uh, of of these guys. I mean, how do you give like I, I get that you were down early, but I mean, how does Nick Chubb only get 13 carries? Um, how does Kareem Hunt have six? Like, to me, that was just, you know, you didn't need to be passing as heavily as you did if you wanted to slow down the game, especially when when Henny throws that stupid interception. You know, that was like, that was it. Go down the field, grind it out, get a touchdown, go up 24 to 22, right? Like, do that. Put the onus on them to kick the field goal to beat you. Uh, and it was like then they like tried to rush downfield as fast as they could, and it was just it was it was bad. It was really bad. No, it definitely was, and they shouldn't have punted either. You know, you oh know. Oh my god, run, how do you punt like that? Yeah, you you know the you run the risk of not getting it back, and then the play call by Andy Reid on 
the fourth and one, like, I don't think anyone saw it coming. Even Romo said, he's like, yeah, they're not going to run a play here. You could see it in their body language. Right. And then they run the play. Watch him him run up to the line right now and try and draw him off sides. Yeah. I I thought that too, even without him saying that. I was sitting there. I go, all right. So they're going to just let the clock run down. They're going to try and draw him off sides and they're going to call a timeout. And then let's see if they come out and go for it. And I wonder, I didn't read anything if that play was something that they had set up for a while. I'm sure it's something they worked on. Uh, I didn't really see any of that stuff post-game. I would like to go back and look and see if there was a comment on that. I'm sure they asked about that, but yeah, it was just uh, brilliant. And it's amazing, though, because if it didn't work, would people be, like, critical? I guess they would. That's the way it is. People go based on the result. Oh, how stupid. How can you do that? You threw an incomplete pass. You stopped the clock. Now they got the ball. So I guess that's that would have been the uh, reaction because people are very results-oriented. Oh yeah, I, literally. Like, I, I, you know, it was like all the all the talk. You know, was all about Andy Reid and the balls on him to to do something like that. A lot I of mean, coaches I re- wouldn't do it. What's that? A lot of coaches would not do that. No, a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. I don't. You know, if um, I mean, if Mahomes is in the game, do you do it? I mean, I guess you're not. It's tough. You're not even. In they that might. Situation. They might have just. They might not have even resorted to that. They would have just had Mahomes come out and throw it to Kelsey, like they did. Right. When did they do that? Two against Atlanta, I think it was. Their the, the last game that he played, the 17-14 game. That's what they did on fourth down. And while they're running out the clock, they came out. So they probably would have done it. Maybe. With I don't know if they had that play set up with Mahomes or not in that situation, or. Did they just come up with it? I don't know, but I think they would have definitely passed with Mahomes. No doubt. That's what they've done it all year. They're yeah. aggressive in that spot. They're not going to leave it to the defense. They're like, Mahomes is our best player. Our offense is the strength on the team. We're going to let them make a play to seal it. Well, kudos to Andy Reid for it. It was a great move. <laughs> yes, obviously because it works out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it was a good play regardless. Now, if they throw an incomplete pass, maybe we're sitting here and go, oh, stupid, what are they doing? And then Cleveland marches down the field and scores. Oh, we totally uh, would have, man. We're but totally I'm like, just berated I, I, Andy Reid. I like putting the game away. Like, don't leave it in your defense's hands. You know, just put the game away. If you have an opportunity to get a first down and kneel out the clock, do it. Yeah. You got to be aggressive, and not enough teams are aggressive. Um, I'm with you. I, you know, again, you know, it's it's a matter of, you know, I, I guess Andy Reid's probably of the mindset of like, you know, listen, I'm I'm still winning the game. At worst, it doesn't happen. It stops the clock, but I mean, it still didn't leave. I mean, what was it? It was like a minute twenty left on the clock at that point. Yeah, something like that. And the Browns had no timeouts, but Browns had would've... no timeouts, and they and their passing game looked like shit. Yeah. Andy Reid, man, dude's got <laughs> dude's got balls the size of boulders. Do you remember when we were growing up the uh, the hippity hop? The hippity hop? Yeah, you remember the toy? It was like this like giant like inflatable ball. You had like a ring. You like held onto it and you'd sit on it and you'd bounce around. 
I remember I remember something like that, but I don't remember it being called Hippity Hop. Well, I'm sure that was one of the uh, the, the names. Uh, that was right. that was probably I don't know what the uh, what the real name is. That was like the uh, the welfare version of it was yeah but <laughs> yeah that was, that was andy reed on his big old balls yeah no doubt no doubt about it um all right well listen there's a there's a lot going on that we're gonna have to dive into um but the conference tournament the conf- conference tournament conference uh games are set tampa bay host uh being hosted by the packers packers are a three and a half point favorite right now bill's Visiting the Chiefs minus three. I'm not even going to ask you for an early lean. I ask you this, Adam. How much line movement do you think we see in this Buffalo Kansas City one each day that Patrick Mahomes does not get clearance from concussion protocol? Well, it sounds like he's going to play. I, didn't Andy Reid said he's cleared? Did Andy Reid really say he was cleared? Yeah, but I heard him say that. I definitely did not hear that. I definitely that that would be uh, that would be very surprising. Well, well, I mean, he's in concussion protocol, but he said everything is fine. It checked out fine. Blah blah blah. So um, he obviously has to go through the official league protocol. But my guess is this line's going to move up. So if you are on Kansas City, you take them now because it's going to go up. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm I'm gonna just kind of wait and see. Today is Monday. This all went down. He's, he's playing. What's that? Oh, he's I playing. oh I know he's playing. I know he's playing. That's just that's that's gonna you know I said that you know, earlier in the you day. You know what it was March. is that I think there were and I, some doctors were saying too that it really wasn't a concussion. He actually got choked, and that could result in obviously brain movement and stuff. So. I see, um, you know, I didn't see him getting, ch- I saw the arm around the guy, but I didn't see the, the, the arm like tighten up on the throat. I didn't see him get choked out. Did you? Well, I mean, he didn't get choked out like an MMA move, but you could see, yeah, it was kind of like he was clotheslined. See, I kind of saw it as like, uh, I don't know. Or did you, did you ever watch professional wrestling? Of course. I right, would somebody bulldogs you. Yeah. Right, you can so you got him in the headlock, and then you just you, you you run and you go into a sit. Like that's kind of what I thought was really what what went down because I, I you know it looked like his face mask, like he hit face mask first down on the ground. I don't know, I just I didn't see a choke. That that would have been that would have been a, a ridiculous fucking play if he ended up choking him like that. That would have been sit. How would that? How's that not a penalty? Is that okay? Can't horse collar a guy. But you know, put him into a chokehold. Well, not a chokehold. Come on, it wasn't a chokehold. Wow. Then, then if it wasn't a chokehold, then then how is he gonna like lose oxygen to the brain and like you know end up all dizzy and shit? Well, the way he was hit, and then his head hit the ground. His head did hit the ground. Yes. I mean, He's first too. My guess is, I'd be stunned if he didn't play. But who knows? I mean. We don't know how he's feeling today, tomorrow, the next day, right? I mean, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm curious about. Like you say all the time, you're like, you know, it's the day after, or whatever. We don't really start seeing the injuries crop up until Tuesday, Wednesday practice reports. Well, those are are things that we don't see. We saw this one, so we know there's something there. But yes, how he responds to to light and you know how 
you know, who knows? You know, we're not going to know, I guess, until Tuesday, Wednesday, if they give us any update. I know he was tweeting last night. Uh, that's a good sign. I know it doesn't mean anything, but the fact that he, he was, uh, sometimes those players are not even doing anything and they're just in, you know, in the, in the dark. And uh, so the fact that he was cognizant, it's a good sign. Still doesn't mean he's going to play, uh, but I would be surprised if he didn't play. But who knows? I know it's the AFC Championship, and we expect these guys to tough it out. But, hey, if he really does have a head issue, it would suck if he doesn't play. I mean, I know Bills fans don't want him to play, but anyone else who's a fan, you want to see the best guys on the field. We don't want to see Henny versus Josh Allen. Come on. No. Uh, no. no. Nobody wants to see Henny at all. <laughs> I totally get that. Unless it's totally liquor. What did you say? Unless it's liquor. We'll, we'll take the Henny there, the Hennessy. Oh, yeah, see, no, not me, not me. So you do the Henny, man, right, huh? Yeah. The, the dark the dark ladies and the dark liquor. Yep, exactly. There it is. There it is. Well, Christmas just around. Uh, Remy or Henny? Henny. Henny. You like sitting there in the club with the big snifter in your hand? Yes. Or you just drink it out of the bottle? Uh, no, I, I don't I won't drink it out of the bottle. I mean, if that's the only option, sure. Sometimes you can't be picky, right? You cannot. You cannot. So there was a place in New York City called SOBs downtown. Yes. Right. Sounds of Brazil. Great place. My wife <clears throat> back in the in the. Yeah, I guess it was probably like the, the mid to late 90s was tending bar over there. Um, and uh, and Nas. You, I know you 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 love him. Uh, he was a regular back then, and he would show up, and he would he would literally he would come to the bar. Uh, <clears throat> he would you know just say hi to uh, to my wife. Uh, they'd talk for a little bit, and then she just hand him the bottle, and that was it. <laughs> he just <laughs> that was it. He'd come, he'd pay at the end of the night, whatever, but she would just hand him the bottle. There you go. <clears throat> A little story from the old days. The old days. The good old days. Dude, they were something, man. They were definitely something. I'll tell you. I the days when some... you can actually go to a bar. Oh, I know, right? Oh, the fucking world we're in right now. Can't even go to, like, ugh. Yeah. I, I, I miss live music is really what it comes down to for me. Like, I don't even care about I don't care about going out to a bar. I don't like going out to a bar. Right? I, I don't, you know, that doesn't do it for me. Going to a live show, that's what I miss. Yeah, I miss seeing a, a large group of ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. The, the single guy versus the married guy. <laughs> give, give me my live music. I don't care. I honestly do not care who is standing around me. Just make sure they keep enough space so that I can dance and enjoy myself and just leave it at that. Don't infringe on me. Don't touch me. I don't care if, you know, you you like my aura or my energy. That's great. My wife will beat your ass. Go away. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. All right. <clears throat> That's going to do it for us here. We've got our leans right now. We're, well, no, we don't have our leans. We've got our, 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 our foundation. As far as what it is, we will uh, we will talk throughout the week uh, and get you guys closer and closer to it. But Adam does say that this line is going up 
in the Kansas City game. So if you want to bet Chiefs, do it now while it's only three points that you're given. Fair? Fair. Yeah, I think it could go up to four, four and a half, maybe even five. There you go. <clears throat> there you go. So thanks so much for, for everybody tuning in. Big thanks to Shannon Blunt, our uh, illustrious producer who's going to doll all this up and make us sound somewhat respectable. Uh, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Catch you next time.